Here's a mouthful. John Lennon, Plastic Yoko Band, Happy Christmas, War is Over, lots of words, but it is the Santa Hits podcast. Let's do it. <laughs> Happy Xmas, listeners. Happy Xmas, Slape. <laughs> Just like the start of the song. Hey. Uh huh. <laughs> Jesus. Terrible. Hi, friends. I'm the head elf, Jamie C, aka Meganix.com. I'm here with my helper, the bumbling worker elf known as Slip with Five Eyes. What's up, you pointy eared dunce? Whoa, whoa, I'm so clumsy. Wow. That's things crash. Amazing. Anyways, you hi. rocking, dropping, dropping ornaments. Yep. Uh, it's episode 82 of the Santa Hits podcast. <laughs> and uh, this week and next, we are focusing on Christmas themed pop and rock songs. Uh, I hope uh, all our listeners are enjoying this little sleigh ride <laughs> down the uh, Merry Memory Lane because I know that uh, we both are. Earlier this week, uh, Big Man, you broke down Boney M's Mary's Boy Child slash uh, Oh My Lord. Uh, great episode. Uh, so everyone should go check it out if they haven't already. You set the table. So let's see if I can serve up another festive episode as we uh, talk turkey about uh, Happy Christmas, War is Over by John and Yoko and the Plastic Ono Band with the Harlem Community Choir. Jesus. All right, here we go. Let's do it. Right on. I, I'm loving the sound effects. Can you please say the whole name again of the song and of the group performing it? Because it's so much. John and Yoko and, and the Plastic Ono Band with the Harlem Community Choir community choir happy xmas open parenthesis war is over close parenthesis um you could also call it johnny yoko slash the plastic ono band you know it's a whole lot a whole lot in that title i love how there are 40 words in that title basically yet they yeah. had to shorten christmas <laughs> yep <laughs> amazing so uh john lennon and yoko ono i mean if you don't know who they are i don't <laughs> i really don't know what to tell you um go read a book or something uh -huh. um I mean, like, start with the Beatles, and you can go from there. Yes. Um, I'm going to paint a little picture. So it's 1969. The Beatles have broken up. Uh, John Lennon and Yoko Ono have been married for a few months, and uh, John has, like, I guess, left his penchant for violence against women in the past with his first marriage. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, I don't know. I mean, as he, we'll as we'll get. I mean, you may not have it in your notes, but he hasn't left his leaving his significant other for somebody else. So. No. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So he and. Uh, Yoko Ono have staged bed-ins for peace where they um, sit in a hotel bed and have their pictures taken. Yeah, they did it in Montreal. They have launched a full-on multimedia campaign that consists of renting billboard space in 12 major cities around the world with the display of black and white posters that declare war is over if you want it. Uh, Happy Christmas from John and Yoko, uh, protesting against the Vietnam War. By 1971, he's like a full-on peace and love guy. Can you imagine um, if these two were around when there was fucking Twitter and oh my God. all this I mean, social media shit? Listen, I find it insufferable just <laughs> reading about it and thinking about it. Uh -huh. I just, I can't even imagine. Mm -hmm. He, you know, he hits number one with Imagine. He releases a song called Jealous Guy, mm -hmm. where he addresses his demeaning treatment of women and acknowledging that his past behavior was the result of long-held insecurity. So, sorry, but not sorry. Well, I'm glad that he's making some money off of it. Exactly. Uh, he and Yoko Ono moved to New York City. They immediately embraced radical left-wing politics, which gets them on the radar of the U.S. government. Um, in fact, I mean, Richard Nixon down the road would try and get him deported. So recognizing the accessibility and popular appeal that made Imagine a commercial success, 
uh, compared to the other songs he'd released up to that point. Because, you know, his solo career didn't have a lot of wheels mm-hmm. other than Imagine. Um, so John Lennon concludes, now I understand what you have to do. Put your political message across with a little honey. Um, he conceives a song called Happy Christmas or Xmas, War is Over, as a means of elaborating upon the themes that served as the basis of the earlier Billboard campaign. So, you know, he's uh, he's he's going to that well uh-huh. again. Um, he's the first Beatle, though, to release a Christmas song, and he won't be the last. Maybe next year we'll we'll touch on some of the other atrocities. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the worst part is, I mean, we'll get into how, what we think of this one, but yeah. this could be the best one. Oh, I think it is the best one. <laughs> and I think it's, uh, I feel it sets the bar a little low. Uh-huh. Just a little bit of uh, notes here about the actual single. It was recorded uh, October 28th and 31st, 1971 at the record plant East in New York City. Um, it was credited to John Lennon and Yoko Ono, but it's John Lennon. Mm-hmm. Um, the producers were Lennon, uh, Ono, and Phil Spector. Oh, yes. So a man not only known for his innovative recording practices and entrepreneurship in the 60s, but for his two trials and conviction of murder in the uh, 2000s. Uh-huh. Uh, on uh, February 3rd, 2003, he shot actress Lana Clarkson in the mouth while in his mansion in Alhambra, California. His first trial ended in a hung jury, and his retrial in t- 2008 ended with a conviction. Uh, he was sentenced to 19 years to life in the California state prison system. Phil Spector died uh, on January 16th, 2021. His daughter would attribute her father's death to complications of COVID-19, mm-hmm. of which he was diagnosed in December 2020. I think this would be our first uh, COVID victim on the Super Hits podcast. Oh, wow, what a breakthrough. Could, could, couldn't have happened to a nicer guy. Christmas gift, everyone. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, back to the song. Uh, Lennon recorded the uh, an acoustic guitar demo of the song in his rooms at the St. Regis Hotel in New York City, where he and Ono were living. Um, Ono re- received co-writing credit, but the actual extent of her contribution at this initial stage is unclear since she did not participate in the demo, which was atypical of their collaborations to that point. Another demo of the song was made in late October after the couple had uh, taken an apartment in Greenwich Village. On the song itself, the lineup, we got John Lennon on vocals and guitar, and he produced uh, Yoko Ono on vocals and producing the Harlem Community Choir, which was about 30 children, I believe, mm-hmm. um, doing backing vocals. May Pang also on backing vocals. Now, if that name, if you recognize that name, uh, in 1973, Lennon and Yoko were having marital problems. Mm-hmm. So Ono suggested to May Pang that she become Lennon's companion. Uh-huh. Lennon and Pang would have an 18-month relationship. Uh, this period of his life, he would refer to as his lost weekend. Uh-huh. I mean, just a great. I guy can't with this that. guy. I fucking can't. Like we're gonna get there's, and there's more. We'll uh-huh. get into it a little later. I mean, obviously. I mean, I I won't even spoil it. We're gonna talk about it. Also on the track, and Nikki Hopkins on piano chimes in Glockenspiel. Uh, Teddy Irwin on guitar, Jim Keltner on drums, and sleigh bells. Uh huh. Nice. Hugh McCracken on guitar, Chris Osborne on guitar, Stuart Schaff on guitar, Scharf on guitar, lots of guitar, and I don't hear it. So, great. After the musicians, some of whom have performed at one time or another as members of the Plastic Ono Band, laid down the basic instrumental backing and overdub tracks, Lennon and Ono added the main vocals. One of the four guitarists present filled in for Klaus Wurman on bass because his flight from, get this, Germany was delayed. Uh-huh. Klaus Wurman. He was in Germany. Uh, ono shocking. and the Sessage Musicians... Uh, including Vorman, who made it later on, uh, did the B-side, Listen, the Snow is Falling, the following day. I don't know if you've listened to that track. It is not good. I have not listened to it. Uh, the Harlem Community Choir, 
30 children, most of them 4 to 12 years of age, came to the studio on the afternoon of October 31st to record backing vocals for the counter melody and sing-along chorus. My thoughts on that are that's either a really cool or very disappointing Halloween. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you know, I don't want to speak for the kids, but I mean singing with John Lennon who you don't really know or candy. Um <laughs> The song clocks in at three minutes and 25 seconds. I would say that's a bit short, but it's really not. It's fine. I contend it could be, I contend it could be shorter. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was released in the U.S. on December 1st, 1971 on Apple Records. In the United Kingdom, a dispute over Yoko Ono's contribution to the songwriting meant its release was delayed till November 24th, 1972. Uh-huh. As mentioned, the B-side, Listen, the Snow is Falling, credit to Yoko Ono and the Plastic Ono Band. There are actually 103 versions of this on Discogs. Jesus. Well, I mean, no, I shouldn't be shocked at all. It's actually. an old song. Yeah, it's, yeah. You know, um, I get it. I, I looked at a random sampling of versions. They all appear to be the same. Do you have this at all or no? I do not have this one. As a completist, I'm probably going to have to get it. Yes. B- but, uh, you know. <laughs> anyway. Great. The standard cover, dominated by a photo of Lennon and Ono sitting amongst the children of the Harlem Community Choir, um, with, of course, the title uh, above and below. Uh, the song has appeared on compilations, obviously. Uh, here's a few I noted. There's a 1983 collection called Rockin' Xmas. <laughs> um, the cover is amazing. Uh-huh. There's Santa windmilling on the guitar while jumping in the air. Which, again, Happy Xmas fits right in with that theme. Yes. Um, there's uh, 1985's Now That's What I Call Music, the Christmas album. There is a 1987 Brazilian compilation called Mega Hits. That has no other Christmas songs on it. Uh-huh. I I raised this one a few weeks ago. Yeah, and it's yeah. also the only song not from 85 or 87. Yeah, it's it's not... From 86, 87. It's not a Christmas album. It's not from 1971. And yet this song is right at the end of it for some reason. Yeah, exactly. Amazing. Weird. Uh, there is a 1995 Italian compilation called Christmas Bimbo Dance. <laughs> I assume that means something, not that it not like it means in North America. Uh-huh. So, um, and it goes on and on and on. Uh, there is a 2007 collection called rock Christmas dash the very best of. Uh, and I note this one because the cover is an image of Santa. This one, he's snowboarding. <laughs> and for some reason, the snowboard has a motorcycle painted on it. Nice. I have no idea why. <laughs> nice job. Santa. Uh, you know, when you want rock and roll, got to put a motorcycle in there. Yep. Uh, this album uh, also contains a track called Another Lonely Christmas by Prince and the Revolution. Oh, damn. Interesting you'd uh, raise that. Oh, by the way, uh, I do have a copy of Happy Christmas. Um, it is a re-release from 1982. Yes. Off of Geffen nice. Records, uh, a 7-inch. So I do own it. There you go. Right on. Well, there you go. So you don't have to get it to be a completist. There you go. Yep. Um, Happy Christmas appears on a number of Lennon's solo greatest hits packages. And there's a lot. Uh, 1975 Shaved Fish, 82 is the John Lennon collection. We've got Lennon Legend, the very best of John Lennon, Instant Karma, all-time greatest hits, Peace, Love, and Truth, Working Class Hero, the definitive Lennon, blah, 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 blah. I'm not even going to read them all. Yeah, please. Like, I don't even want to. <laughs> and there's like box sets and it's craziness. I mean, it's all about the money, brother. Yep. Happy Xmas has appeared in various TV shows and movies. Uh, we've got a 2000 film called Purely Belter. Uh-huh. No idea what that is. Uh, five episodes of Pop Idol in 2002 and 2003. We've got a, 20, a 2004 episode of Without a Trace. 
Uh, it appeared on the 2008 WWE Tribute to the Troops propaganda broadcast. <laughs> yes. Uh, a couple of 2009 episodes of Flash Forward. We've got 20, 2011 episode of the show Rockwiz, which I've never seen or heard of, but I'm interested. A 2011 special called Britain's Favorite Christmas Songs. A uh, TV movie from 2005, The Christmas Note. 2019's The Wonderful World of Disney's Magical Holiday Celebration. And it's been on like 19 different episodes of Saturday Night Live over the years. Of course. So lots of episodes featuring Happy Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, that it does it pretty much for the um, information on the track. Should we go to lyrics? Here we go. So uh, as I joked, so fun uh, in such a funny way at the start of the uh, episode. Uh-huh. The song begins with a smoke, spoken Christmas greeting from Ono and Lennon to their children from previous marriages. Ono whispers, "Happy Christmas, Kyoko." Then Lennon whispers, "Happy Christmas, Julian." Can well, we talk about Julian Lennon for a second? I was going to say, like, good for him to acknowledge Julian's existence. So <laughs> that's that's what I'm thinking. Uh-huh. Let's, let's talk a little bit about Julian Lennon. Uh, Julian is Lennon's son from his first marriage to Cynthia Powell. Uh, following his father's murder on December 8th, 1980, Julian Lennon voiced anger and resentment towards him, saying, I never really wanted to know the truth about how dad was with me. There was some very negative stuff talked about me, like when he said I'd come out of a whiskey bottle on a Saturday night. Uh-huh. <laughs> that, that's what he said about his son. Yep. You think, where's the love in that? Paul and I, McCartney, uh, and I used to hang out quite a bit, more than dad and I did. We had a great friendship going, and there seems to be far more pictures of me and Paul playing together at that age than there are pictures of me and my dad. Yeah, well, Hey Jude was written by Paul McCartney about Julian Lennon. Yes. So, <laughs> yes. Uh, Julian chafed at his hearing his father's peace and love stance perpetually celebrated. He told the Daily Telegraph, I have to say that from my point of view, I felt he was a hypocrite. He said, Dad could talk about peace and love out loud to the world, but he would never show it to the people who meant the most to him, mm-hmm. his wife and son. <laughs> Jesus, yes. How can you talk about peace and love and have a family in bits and pieces? No communication, adultery, divorce. You can't do it. Not if you're being true and honest with yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, you're welcome, everybody, for this tremendous Christmas episode. Uh-huh. Yeah, I was going to say, like, people are listening. It's probably one of their favorite Christmas songs. And here we are <laughs> taking a big dump on it. Just but... dunking all over it. Anyways. Uh, uh, he did uh, He did renew contact with his father in the mid-70s, he said in 2009. They got along great, a, a great deal better then. We had a lot of fun, laughed a lot, and had a great time in general when he was with May Pang. My memories of that time with Dad and May are very clear. They were, it was, they were the happiest time I can remember with him. Uh, of course, Julian was excluded from his father's will. Uh, he, a trust of £100,000 was created by his father to be shared between him and his half-brother, half-brother Sean. Uh, Julian would sue his father's estate in 1996, reached a settlement agreement authorized by Yoko Ono, where he got 20 million pounds. Nice. Um, in an interview with CBS News in 2009, he stated, I realized if I continued to feel that anger and bitterness towards my dad, I would have had a constant cloud hanging over my head my whole life. After recording the song Lucy, which I guess is one of his tracks, uh, it felt right to fill the circle, forgive dad, put the pain and anger and bitterness in the past, blah, blah, blah. So he made peace with it and good for him. Um, so if there's anything happy that can come out of it, Julian Lennon has found peace. So good yeah, for him. Yeah, and he got a shout out in this song. So that's great. And he got 20 million pounds. So uh-huh. Awesome. Uh, back to the song. Happy Christmas. War is over. Came out. Came about after more than two years of peace activism by John Lennon and his wife Yoko Ono that began with these... Uh, Abedans they created in May, March and May 1969. Um, so we go through all this, uh, the same stuff that we talked about, um, uh, about the billboards and this and that, and, you know, denouncing the Vietnam War. 
Lennon came up with the song as a way of continuing the themes of social unity and peaceful change via personal accountability that was the previous basis of the earlier Billboard campaign while attempting to convey optimism and avoiding the sentimentality he felt often characterized Christmas music. Over at Song Facts, and not in the comments, but um, in the uh, write-ups of, of the little song facts that they give, mm-hmm. um, they say this is a very unusual Christmas song. Instead of evoking sleigh bells and mistletoe, <laughs> it asks us to think about those who live in fear and collectively bring about the end of war. The call to action is the refrain, war is over if you want it. It's an esoteric but not unfounded concept that John Lennon and Yoko Ono also, Yoko ono also put forth and imagine. If pe- enough people want something to happen, it will. So the idea was to get us act to actively desire peace, which could bring about the end of war. My thought, it's pretty straightforward lyrically. There's a lot of tired cliches mm-hmm. uh, that you hear in all these songs, but it's one of the real, it's one of the originals, right? It's, you know, um, I don't really have any favorite lines. How about you? Well, so we used to do, or when do we, oh, it was in our old podcast, The Mezzanine Sleepover. Mm. And at one point in time, we were talking about Another Day in Paradise by Phil Collins. Yes. And you said a line that cracked me up, still does, (laughs) which is, oh, Phil Collins talking down to his fans. (laughs) Yep. And that's how I find the start of this song. So this is Christmas, and what have you done? (laughs) Yeah, I know, right? One of the richest musicians in the world. Yeah, chastising his uh, audience for their inaction. So probably that is right away my uh, my favorite lyric of the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. No, I I agree with you on that 100%. I think we should take a look at what they say on song meetings, though. Oh, of course. What do you think? Please. I mean, Charlotte474 says, I think the song is very, very sad, but still quite hopeful. So not too sad, but still really sad. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, very, very decisive comment by Charlotte474. Uh-huh. Claire is dumb said, favorite Christmas song of all time. So happy-fying. <laughs> Which, again, not a happy song, really. Uh-huh. KMK underscore Natasha says, I'm not a fan of Christmas music because my mom is insane and listens to it year round, but I do like this one. Okay. Now, a lot of the comments on song meetings actually were from uh, 2005 because there was a big heated comment battle because the Iraq war was happening. Oh, yes. So there's a lot of back and forth. Um, But in 2007, uh, a user named Tidewater, Tidewater Hippie tried to smooth things over. People... Multiple exclamation points. This is a Christmas song about the celebration of the birth of Jesus. That is what Christmas is about. Most of this is in caps, by the way. This is a good John Lennon song. Quit talking about politics for the love of God. (laughs) It is completely stupid that people are fighting online over a song that is supposed to bring people together. And to that, I say, brother, just wait 15 years. I know, right? Come on, dude. That is it on lyrics that I have. Anything else to add? Uh, No, let's uh, get to reception. Let's do it. Happy Christmas uh, was not a success when originally released in the United States. It failed to chart. Uh, The main factor was the lack of promotion it received, mostly due to it being recorded so late in the year. Mm -hmm. Um, It did, however, peak at number 42 on the Billboard Hot 100. Do you want to know when? Um, Jan- January 5th, 2019. Nice. <laughs> so yeah. I did pull the uh, top 10 from that week because it is actually a little interesting. Okay. Um, as you know, in these times now, in the age of streaming and in the age of downloads, a lot of these songs come back into the into the charts. Yep. So the top 10 in January on January 5th, 2019, uh, th- that was the week Happy Christmas peaked at number 42. We've got Ari- 
Ariana Grande with Thank You Next and Halsey with Without Me, one and two. Then we've got All I Want for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey at number three. Number four, Travis Scott with Sicko Mode. Number five, Post Malone and Sway Lee with Sunflower. That's the song from Spider-Man Into the Mm Spider-Verse. We've got Panic at the Disco, High Hopes. Uh, We've got some (laughs) with uh, Marshmallow and Bastille with Happier. And then a triumvirate at number eight, Jingle Bell Rock by Bobby Helms. Yes. Uh, Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree by Brenda Lee at nine. Jesus. And at number 10, Burr Lives with Holly Jolly Christmas. Oh, my goodness. Nice. The chart's amazing. Uh Uh-huh. And the single, Happy Christmas, peaked at number 36 on the Cashbox Top 100 singles, number 28 on the Record World singles charts, number three on the Billboard Christmas singles chart. Uh, The single subsequently reappeared on the Billboard Christmas charts in 72, 83, 84, and 85. The song appeared at number 32 on the Billboard Hot Adult Contemporary chart in 1996, just randomly. Um, internationally it's charted all over the world including in the top 10 in austria belgium germany italy the netherlands norway slovakia slovenia and switzerland in the uk the original release of the single entered the uk top 100 on december 3rd 1972 between let's dance by chris montez uh-huh. and, and a song called moldy old doe by lieutenant pigeon <laughs> yes uh-huh. Uh, two weeks later, it would put peak at number four. However, the song was reissued in the UK following Lennon's death in 1980. It reached number two that year during the week of, uh, the, sorry, well, the next year, really, because it's January 4th, uh, 1981. Mm-hmm. It reached number two. Uh, the top 10 in the UK that week, we've got Imagine at number one. Happy Christmas at number two. Uh, a song called Don't Stop the Cavalry by Jonah Louie at number three. Uh, Adam and the Ants with Ant Music at number four. Oh, nice. Uh, Just Like Starting Over by John Lennon at number five. Here's one I'd like to hear. St. Winifred's School Choir with There's No One Quite Like Grandma at number <laughs> six. <laughs> yes. One of the worst titles for a song ever at number seven, The Police with De-Doo-Doo-Doo, De-Da-Da-Da. Uh-huh. Um, ABBA with Super Trooper at number 8 Madness with Embarrassment at number 10 at number 9 and at number 10 Queen with Flash Ah, ah Yes Classic uh, I like. I kind of like that top 10 it's not bad Well lots of John Lennon obviously I mean he died so yes. it makes sense And you get and you get some Adam and the Ants and some uh, ABBA and some Queen in there yep. Not bad It also charted the following two years and occasionally in subsequent years. Um, In Canada, Happy Christmas entered the RPM Top 100 on December 25th, 1971. At number 75, uh, it was between (laughs) Bruce Coburn's One Day I Walk (laughs) and Magic Bubbles with Whiskey Fire. Okay. Usually I introduce the one that's above it first, but... For this one, I had to do it second because it's such a ridiculous title. Um, it peaked at number 43 one week later. Uh, the top 10 that week is is an interesting one. January 8th, 1972 in Canada. We've got at number one, Melanie with Brand New Key, mm-hmm. uh, which was recently featured in a fantastic series of segments during an episode of the new Kids in the Hall show. Oh, all right. Awesome. Terrible song. Uh, number two, Three Dog Night, an old-fashioned love song. Number three, Got to Be There by Michael Jackson. Okay. Uh, David Cassidy with Cherish at number four. Sonny and Cher, All I Ever Need Is You at number five. American Pie by Don McLean at number six. Donny Osmond with Hey Girl at number seven. Uh-huh. Then we get some CanCon. Number eight, Stampeders with Devil You. Uh-huh. Chilliwack at number nine with Lonesome Mary. 
And then a serious banger at number 10, Sly and the Family Stone with Family Affair. Beauty. So not a bad list. Happy Christmas would better their their, their peak, uh, peaking at number 24 on the Canadian Hot 100 uh, in, two, tw- la- in 2021 on January 2nd. Uh, nine songs in the top 10 that week were Christmas songs, uh, <laughs> most being old. So um, the Canadian Hot 100, like I, almost uh, two years ago, was filled with old Christmas songs. Yeah, and it is this year too. Like, I, I mean, yeah. the American one is, I'm sure, I'm assuming the Canadian one is. And as you said, it's because of streaming. Yeah. yeah. Everybody just wants to make those playlists yeah. and listen to it. A Happy Christmas certified gold in Japan and New Zealand and platinum in Denmark, Italy, and the UK. The song has been streamed almost 400 million times on Spotify, but there are far many two uploads on, on YouTube for me to get a solid number, so I'm not even going to bother. Okay. Should we go on to covers and samples? Here we go. Woof. I, it's, it's a five degrees colder in here <laughs> with, that, with that wind. <laughs> Uh, who sampled lists 121 covers of Happy Christmas? I'm just going to go over a few notables. Okay. Um, in 85, an Australian group called The Incredible Penguins released a version of the song. It peaked at number 10 in Australia. Some of the earliest of the other versions of Happy Christmas appear on holiday albums released by major pop singers. Uh, we've got Andy Williams, Neil Diamond, and Diana Ross doing their own versions uh, through, the ni- through the early 90s. Uh, in 1991, Melissa Etheridge... Uh, put a concert performance on one of her albums. Uh, in 1995, a, a Brazilian singer, Simone, did one. A South African band, Toxic Shame, in 2002. Uh, also in 2002, Sensefield, recording a cover of this. On really? A, Maybe This Is Christmas uh, album. All right. Yep. Uh, I didn't listen to it. I apologize, folks. Maroon 5 did a sing- released it as a single in 2005. There's a 2009 version by the mashup band Beatallica on their album Winter Plunder Band. Uh-huh. It sounds insufferable. Uh-huh. Uh, on the 13th of December 2012, Sean Lennon performed the song with Mavis Staples, Jeff Tweedy, and the Harlem Gospel Choir on the Colbert Report. All right. Colbert Report. Sorry. During John Lennon's 75th uh, birthday concert, Cheryl Crow, Aloe Black, and Peter Prampton. What a trio. Perform the song with a children's chorus from the Stuttering Association for the Youth. 2018, Miley Cyrus, Mark Ronson did a version with uh, Sean Ono Lennon. They did it on Saturday Night Live. Okay. And in 2019, John Lennon uh, did a new version of the song. It reached number nine in the UK. And then two other versions have entered the Billboard charts. One was Sarah McLaughlin in 2006. Um, that she actually uh, was a that was a best uh, best selling. Uh, Christmas album and a Grammy nominee for okay. Winter Song. Yeah, and, um, the second was The Fray in 2006, which hit uh, number 41 in uh, 2006 on December 31st. So. I, I mean, it, look, if you want a cheap pop, this is a song to cover, right? Absolutely. Everyone knows it. It's John Lennon. So if you bust it out as a cover in a concert or at Christmas time or whatever, yeah. it's probably going to work out for you. Yeah. Not a complex song, not hard to cover. Yeah. Um, there are a few samples, but nothing interesting. So let's move on to a video. All right. <laughs> Went back to that one again. Of course. Uh, there's no video. Uh, there was a music video that appeared on the John Lennon video collection that was released in 1992. I didn't I didn't watch it. Yeah. It's, it's basically images and candid photos. Like... I, in 2003, they did another video, and it was documentary footage, children, shots of the Vietnam War. 
you know, September 11th attacks, Bosnian war, mm -hmm. Afghanistan, Iraq. Like, again, I don't care. Did you watch any videos on this? Or I, I think I watched the same one that you were talking about, and I was ready to rate it if we wanted to call it the video, but it's not official. I'm glad we're not rating that. We can rate the song, though. Yeah, let's move on to the ratings. <laughs> All right, give us your song rating, buddy. Okay, so we've been, obviously, had a lot to say, a lot of opinions about John Lennon and the song. Yep. I really want to dunk on it. Um, but I'm not going yeah. to. I'm going to give it a five. All right. There is a good element of Christmas Christmas nostalgia for me in it. It's not, again, as we said, it's not the worst of even the Beatles Christmas songs when they went solo. No, it's not. And there are plenty of other Christmas songs that are plenty worse. Um, yeah. And actually, you know what? I'm going to revise my mind a little bit. I'm going to give it a four. I'm going to give it okay. a four. I, I, I last episode, I gave Boney M., a six, and I like that one quite a bit more. So, so I'm okay. going to give this one a four. But well done. nothing I hate, nothing I would turn off if yep. I wasn't within arm's length of my uh, device <laughs> to to flip yes. it over. But not fantastic either for me. It's not awful. I'm not really into it. Uh, I'm not really sure why. It's a simple ditty. It's fairly inoffensive. Um, I guess it kind of grates on me a little bit. But I'm going to give it a four just because it's a bit of an iconic song. Um, You've got the children's choir, which is, you know, um, it's kind of cool. It's the Harlem Children's Choir. Uh, good for them to get on a, a best-selling album. That's awesome for mm -hmm. those kids, I bet. And uh, good stuff. I mean, overall, it's just not not bad. It's it, it exists. I don't hate it. Four out of ten for me. All right. There we go. So next week or next episode. Next Tuesday, yeah. Could be the longest one we've done. At least the longest one I've done. Yes. Because we're talking about do they know it's Christmas. Yes. And look, if you think we went hard on Lennon. I can't wait. Just you wait for this. This song is garbage. And uh, <laughs> it's going to be uh, it's going to be fun, though, to talk about. So stay tuned for that. And uh, you can hit us up. If you think we were really mean to your hero, John Lennon, please let us know. We are at superhitspodcast at yes. gmail.com. At SuperHitsCast on Twitter, at SuperHitsPodcast on Instagram. Or you can just get mad at me directly. Slip with five eyes or slip. I'm Jamie C. You can find me on my website at megamix.com.com. Thanks for listening, folks. See ya.